temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Inside information on your teams. Honest opinion. And the biggest names in sports. It's time, Las Vegas, for the Playmakers. Oh, I'm not saying it's the biggest day of my life, but it might be a top five. Maybe top five. We'll have to see. There's hopefully more days on the other side and plenty of good ones behind me. But today is the 5th of January. My name is Lindsey Brown still, and Tony Cordasco is still across from me, as you will be for the rest of the week. This is the Playmakers, and we're here to talk about the sports and other things. But you may be wondering, Lindsay, why is your day or this particular day apparently maybe a top five day? Well, it was more like yesterday at ASCO. Because I, I say a lot on the program that I'm an only child, and that is 100% true. Because I grew up, I was the only kid in my house. But I got half-siblings, and I have step-siblings. And one of my stepsisters, Emily, is a big wig in the fashion world. She's on the hills and everything. Boss on the hills and everything. And I'm not trying to pump her up, although you guys should... Go find her on Instagram, and I'm not going to give you all the clues because I want to leave some semblance of privacy. But yesterday, I posted a picture of an outfit that I kind of put together for myself, like a show fit, because we're trying to, you know, upgrade Dasco and be a little bit more legitimate. Today, you you have chosen your locked-on podcast sweatshirt, <laughs> a Rebels hat, headphones that are definitely not yours, pants. Okay. I don't know if they're yours or not. I'm not going to clarify that. Uh, but it's a pretty iconic look. I would associate that with, with really? that is a Dasco look. And yesterday, think so? yesterday yeah. my look, I, I was wearing my, my typical kind of high water pants with, with my long socks and I bought a tie dye t-shirt with Eva from Wally on it. And I styled it in my pictures. It looked like if Lenny Kravitz had a spirit, it was absolutely inhibiting me for, for at least one of those photos. And so I asked my sister who is a fashion expert if i'm a hockey expert she's a fashion phenom. uh i asked her to give me a grade and she said i looked pretty damn stylish and so if you know me if you know the history of lb and the style that is lb clothes usually haven't been my thing because it wasn't really an option so i haven't really cared so this is a big deal for for me i'm, I'm super thank you did i get a photo I'm credit at least up. Did I get a photo I got credit? The world to go. I took that you picture. definitely did not know get a photo credit. No, it was a no. Dasco pick. I was gonna do it, but I, I didn't know if you go on your Instagram nearly as much as your Twitter, but then again, I, I've blocked you on both. And so I, I I will go back and edit that to give more, you that, more that applause, proper more applause. That more, uh, more applause, please, for me. Oh, the praise is unceasing. Oh. Wish I could just sit here and bottle that up and drink it every day, but that's not how this works, and that's definitely not in that. Guinness Book of World Records either, but you know what? Might be a few 
hardcore football plays, and that's what we like to start our second hour with each and every day. All the footiest of footballs. You know what? We have to have a plan B for sure, because for safety and for other reasons, including feeling included. Time's a little bit off on that stuff. We'll get there, right, Dasco? It's all about back timing. In. All about timing. Um, Why'd you take off the Cal McCart jersey? Because I was sweating. Because okay. I was getting too interactive with my space here, with my creative space. I like to talk with my body in addition to my mouth. And so that's why I picked radio, to really utilize my talents fully across the spectrum. Um, Super Bowl is being held in Los Angeles in a month, right? Mm-hmm. So SoFi Stadium, basically brand new a year after the fact. Just in case, though, whether other things happen, like the Rona, uh, the NFL has to basically explore plan B, have backup stadiums, areas to stage the Super Bowl. How serious do you think uh, when when AT&T Stadium, which is the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, when they get a phone call, you guys are the backup plan? Is there any actual readying of anything? Or is it just like, are you guys good if this happens? Yep, and then you just do nothing until if and when you get that signal. What do you think that is? Wait a second. So do do they have a backup plan? They do. They do. So yesterday, yesterday, Mm -hmm. I interviewed Catherine Schlossman, Mm -hmm. who is the president of the organizing committee for the Super Bowl. Really? In LA specifically? Yes, for Los Angeles. Yeah, It's not just someone who runs around. That's what all they do is Super Bowls. That'd be quite No, no, no. She does a a lot of work. She's awesome. She's so cool. And and so I asked her if there was a contingency plan. So originally... Mm -hmm. The Super Bowl in Los Angeles was planned for the week before, she told me, mm. uh, because at the time that they planned it, they had seven years to plan right. the Super Bowl. We've got two. Right. But she says, ah, you guys could handle it. You're Vegas. But anyway, so uh, that what they did was uh, they had a date the week before, and they also blocked this this date because they thought that they might be going to the 17-game schedule. Sure. Oh. So that's why. But in turn, though, SoFi actually planned out they booked every sunday in the month of february just you know, in case just in case but yeah. i said if this doesn't happen oh no 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 it's going to happen <laughs> she's like this will happen right but i said is there a backup plan and now you're telling me this this right. just came out today right that you have to have a, a stadium on standby essentially and we've had teams have to go on the road because of whether the saints had to do that earlier this year uh, i think they're on the road for the first month of their season where they were playing out of t- out of Texas or something yeah. because they're, they're, because Mercedes-Benz was being used. I mean, when the Metrodome roof caved in, uh, when I was playing the Gophers in, in Minnesota that weekend and basically the entire Twin Cities shut down and we don't shut down for snow very often, people. Like, we had to go play in Detroit, the Vikings did, uh, and, and it was like a road game against the Cardinals or something. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. And considering the world we live in, the backup plans are very necessary. That's why I asked them, like, is it just a phone call to say you guys got dibs or is there a room where they have a few extra, you know, pallets of water packed away, maybe a couple other safety vests? Like, Are they going to move it to Bishop well, Gorman we High are, School? We are quote unquote prepared for launch. Are they going to move it here? I don't know. Well, I feel like we're going to be a default they have a, a lot. But did they things. announce a name of a backup? Well, the, they, they mentioned the AT&T suspense. Stadium. And so oh. I don't know if they, they released that specifically to the public because I don't know who really cares. I was just saying. Uh, you gotta have a backup plan. I Wait, guess. they did not release oh, that did. to the I public. Just, Where did you find this? I, on ESPN, Dasco. I'm just like we're, I'm trying to fill in the blanks, like you said yesterday. Not doing all the, all the bits of information because I can't read and talk at the same time. So that's what I'm saying. If you want to know the specific stadium, you can do that. But all I want to tell you is that we got backup plans just in case things get gnarly. 
and things did get gnarly for the Browns, and we've been pretty much all over them all week. And you two on Monday were Baker haters. You're probably Baker haters before that. And Adrian, you're actually a Browns don't, fan. Don't do this. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, we're doing Lindsay. it. No, no. Anytime something comes up that proves me correct, we will absolutely bring it back to the forefront because not only am I correct in this, but Case freaking Keenum who I'm uniquely familiar with in my one NFL game that I've ever attended, which was the Minneapolis Miracle, so I can never go back because how can anything? What did the most expensive backup in the NFL that has barely played in this two years he in Cleveland said have to say? that Baker Mayfield put on one of the gutsiest, toughest performances of a quarterback that he has ever seen, and he's a 1,000% correct. That sounds like the nicest participation trophy compliment I've ever heard. <laughs> what does that mean? They lost. He didn't play good. He was playing through a a, a a broken collarbone, a dislocated shoulder. But he was on the field, right? Yeah, he was okay, playing. Okay, so he needs to win. At that point, why didn't Case say it? You so hurt. Why aren't you playing then, Case? Just because he's tough. I'm tired of hearing this tough. Everyone's tough in the NFL. It's the NFL. There was no results. Look at the game I'm telling on Monday you, I'm telling you that if they were in the playoffs and they were winning games and all of a sudden they lost, that it, I, one of the it's first things that story. people question when teams lose, and let me tell you, 50% of the time you do, people question, are these guys even tough? Do they even want to be here? Are I, they even trying? I mean, sure, but look at this. How do you – I just don't know how you can poop on Baker the way that you are and to discount what he did. Did you see the did. game on Monday? I'm not looking for results because – Weeks ago, Baker Mayfield, literally his arm's been dragging on the floor. And I, too, wonder why we didn't go to Case Keenum. But they didn't, and there's clearly a reason for that because they thought Baker, they want to figure out what they have in Baker, too. And so they said, we're going to ride or die, and they're dying Lindsay, with them. Lindsay, I'm sorry, but he was on the field at the end of the day. Yeah. So he the game doesn't start with the Browns getting four extra points so, because they're quarterbacks But is it Baker's hurt. fault, though, Dasko? Yes. Or is it Kevin Stefanski's fault? Because I feel like Baker Mayfield's taken all of the blowback for a losing season that your fan base is acutely familiar with on a very consistent basis until recently. And I just think it's absolute trash. I mean, I saw an article yesterday that was saying hey, Baker Mayfield's played his last g- game in a Browns uniform. I'm just... He, first off, he might not want to be there. Just because you kissed someone for the first time doesn't mean everybody wants to kiss you. Like, what, what do you mean? I don't okay, understand. That's funny. But what, t- I'll let Tony talk for a second because obviously yeah, I'm biased. Tone ball give us your thoughts. I just wanted to mention the halftime show for the Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we've got Snoop, and we've got Dre, we've got Eminem, and Tony, Mary J. And Kendrick Lamar, yes. And Kendrick Lamar. I'm Kendrick Lamar. Oh, d- not me. Be humble. Lindsay. Sit down. Lindsay, I just, I just want to say. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that to us. <laughs> the Browns have been hurt. Let the adults talk for a sec. The, <laughs> the Browns have been hurt, right? Baker's yeah, been hurt he's specifically. He's not the only guy either. The Rams have had 33 players on the COVID list. Name me wide receivers on their team. has been hurt with back and arm issues. They lost their starting running Cooper back. Cup. The Titans. Cooper Cup. They lost the best running back in the league at week eight. Yep. They haven't had A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Yep. Those are two teams. The Titans are the number one seed. The Baker's Rams are in the charge of all seed. that, right? That's Stefanski. Okay, if hold you're on. looking to lay blame, it's at Stefanski. Wait a minute. If you're looking to lay they blame, they lost it's at to the Packers. Yep, twenty-two to twenty-four. Plenty of us do. The Packers are the number one seed in the NFC, and we hate ourselves. They for scored it. twenty-one of those twenty-four points off of the interceptions that Baker threw. Yeah, because he has defense, a broken arm. They haven't scored more than twenty points in the last. They've done it once in the last eight weeks. Run, run the damn ball. 
Where's Nick okay. Chubb at? When you don't have a quarterback that people don't trust, oh, and okay. teams on the other said, "Listen, we're going to make Baker beat us. We're going to put eight in the box." So because this he is can't why beat Dal- him. This is why the Vikings have failed because There's for Dalvin Cook to succeed, Kirk Cousins has to be at the peak. Okay, got it. Not at the peak, but he yeah. needs to give. Dude, Lindsay, dude. for the first time in NFL history, a team, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson threw four interceptions, and they won the game. That's the first time in NFL history that the team that had a quarterback who threw four interceptions won the game. Mm-hmm. That's inexcusable. And the, and the Ravens themselves were So hurt. trade him. The Browns him. Defense, we need somebody new. It's not, about, it's, it's not about trading him. It's about him it's taking about responsibility, on. about him having a bad season. There's screenshots. The the Manning cast. Him taking responsibility is putting himself out there on the field by saying, I own this season. I'm going to continue to play for this team. And no matter what state my body is, whether that causes long-term damage to me or not. And he showed up for his team. Results don't matter to me because in my mind, the Browns are still in their, in their early stages of showing the people around them in the locker room that I'm going to show up for you, buddy. I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to be at the game. You can count on me. But that prepare. was last year. That was last no, year. No, this is this year, Adrian. No, I'm no. not talking about what last year. What you're saying about no. showing up and we're a team no, and we no, need I'm the body, that was last year. Be- no, no, because Baker's physically been on the field. He has been playing for them this year. I'm not talking. You're talking about results. I'm not. Move on okay. to another football part of this conversation. Because you have to have conversations in a certain way, and there are certain questions you can't ask. There are just privacy things you can't go past, and that's – a pretty good rule to have. There are cer- so- certain social rules we all have to follow. Um, but we've had past instances where players who are participating in the combine DASCO, we have that interview process in addition to, you know, your three cone drills, see how high you can jump, how many reps you can pump this, this iron bar and, and this interview process. And where the questions sometimes are random, weird, or completely unprofessional and unnecessary, be that about somebody's sexual orientation or a very bizarre scenario where you're just asked to go through a hypothetical that's just kind of, you know, triggering in a way. Well, now the NFL, always the beacon of accountability to ask NFL has issued a warning to teams that they could lose a draft pick and face significant fines if club representatives conduct themselves unprofessionally in interviews with draft prospects, which I think is a great thing, a great premise to set forth. $150,000 minimum if it's determined a club representative displayed a conduct that is disrespectful, inappropriate, or unprofessional during an interview. My question to you, Dasco, and to the NFL, how do we uh, know? Are we taping all of these interviews? Are we having somebody comb over them after the fact? Or are we going um, self-report? Because let me tell you, if that's the case, I don't know if we're going to find any problems. And none of the players are going right. to speak out, no, right? Because they don't want to hurt their they, draft they, chances their or where they're going to land. Entire future in the draft. hinging yeah, on this. That's all. Mm-hmm. Okay, two things. Number one, they need to banish the stupid wonder look test. Oh, agreed. That's stupid. Number two. Number two. While we're at it, um, I think we need to start finding reporters at the Super Bowl that ask dumb questions. Two. Mm, while we're at disagree. it, disagree. There's no such thing as a dumb question. But Aaron Rodgers, you are. What kind of tree would you be? What's wrong with asking that question? Why are we ranking questions? Like, the question about how many yards did you throw for is so compelling and rich. Not really. But if Bill Belichick tells me what kind of tree it is, and he's like, I'm a fir tree. You don't think that would be top headline news? I still he, want to know his, his resolutions. His non-answers are big time. Exactly. His non-answers are, 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 are top news. Did you see, like, so 2010, um, Dolphins general manager Jeff Ireland 
This is the proactive NFL right now we're talking about. Proactive. Because this was in 2010 mm -hmm. when they asked Des Bryant if his mom was a prostitute. Oh, yeah. That was like right before a collective, <laughs> in a collective bargaining agreement. That's oh, right. You know what? Mm -hmm. Let's just like, let's delay. Let's, yeah. You know what? Let's table this Here, until 2022. Don't react because, you know, your entire future hinges on this interview and how you conduct them, conduct yourself even to the point of your facial expressions. Like, just think about what that probably felt like for Des sitting in that chair or anybody else that's posed a question of a nature like that. Yeah. The, how disturbing that and, and how uh, just, I would, I would just feel like I had no control. I, I would just feel like I would have completely disassociated and, and, and just be bargain been answer. And you just basically go surface level and you lose trust in the process a little bit. Cause like who asks that? Did Mike Mayock ask Damon Arnett how many guns he owned? I don't know. That's a great exactly because they told us about how they vetted Damon through the Ohio State football program's coaching staff, and again, since they are the beacon of moral authority to begin with, um, we can fix someone else's problems. Mm -hmm. uh, th that's exactly where I'm going because I want we should all of these interviews should be taped. They should be made public. I don't know why organizations aren't more public, proactive. By public or being... just or just to the National Football League. They should own them. They should definitely know what's going on. Well, I I, I don't trust this league to be a whistleblower on themselves. There where we, we, we That's You're the true. thing. It's it's that's it's true. that's ultimately what we're we're looking for here. And to put it in the hands of the institution to, to self-investigate, to self-report is foolish. So I don't even know if this is an actual extension into a. a, a a uh, different level of, of awareness as a league and as just a, a group of individuals. But without those clarified details, I, I assume that it's not. I, I really do. It's it's good it's good on paper and it's good for the news story, but how do you how do you actually enforce this? Because without actual public knowledge of what's going on, it becomes he said, she said, or players like uh, a former Ohio State defensive back Marcus Williamson who has accused Urban Meyer and the school of using insensitive imagery during a team meeting in 2017 specifically a picture of Trayvon Martin and how the players were basically asked to not wear sweatshirts hoodies yeah hoodies, hoodies right and uh, apparently Urban Meyer again Ohio State beacon of moral authority and remember, he was given a leadership class after he was let go from his position there because he mishandled the, was it a sexual abuse claim from one of his assistant coaches? I forget. You have to Google which Urban Meyer problem we're talking about here. But this one, he said he was unaware. Said it was used, the picture was yours, but he was unaware. Anybody who is at the top at anything of any organization said they were unaware of something transpiring under their watch. I don't care if it's true or not. You should know. In 2022, in 2022, now I've been around enough coaches to mm -hmm. see this as well. Uh, I think, you know, enough of the, well, they're just a coach. Well, they've got their blinders on because they're just here to coach the team. Mm -hmm. You need to have ownership of that program, of that team. And and that's it. It's the end of the story. When do we become, when do we become so adverse to failure, like personal failure? Is it, it because almost everybody would say, well, the cancel culture, we're, we're so quick to judge. We're so quick to take everything away. Urban Meyer hasn't really had anything taken away from him. And technically he him, lost though. his job. <laughs> he's going to get a pretty freaking penny. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's gotten a couple of phone calls since then. 
cancel culture truly doesn't exist for most individuals that say it exists only for them because they keep getting second chances. They keep getting more and more chances. And when you have these things come out after the fact, this is four years ago, and he's been a college coach for a long time, and that's just one specific incident, just like how Trayvon Martin was one person and one tragedy and and one representative and and how just ridiculous to, to go through that in your mind of the layers and just how much everybody goes through in every day in different parts of our populations. Cause it's just, this is a constant presence. And so that tunnel vision, that, that horse blinders that you're talking about Dasco, you can't have that in this world anymore. You can't as a, as a, as a leader of any people to only care about them when they're in front of your own eyes or in this building or in this unit uniform, you can't be that person anymore. Now, it's a different world than we were in in 2017, but we're not that far removed and we're not that far changed because we still have, well, we're going to find the people for asking the wrong questions. We're just, we're not going to tell you exactly how we're going to know these things or it's just going to be reported to Roger. Like this is how you, the leaders, the people at the top and, and the, and the top of the industries have to set the example. Otherwise no one has reason to do it them, for themselves. As Cole Anthony would say, facts, facts. Yeah. But I want to talk real fast. You know, I know we're coming up on a break, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to talk about Antonio Brown mm. because now Tampa Bay, what they're trying to do. They didn't cut him is, technically. They didn't cut him. Mm-mm. Technically, what they're trying to do is to protect him so no one else can pick him up. But right. they're protecting him, right? So they're gonna, why that would be. They're going to take care of him. Mm-hmm. And they're very concerned all of a sudden mm-hmm. about his mental mental health. So they're going to take care of him, and so that buys him another four weeks. It's basically what it does. So no other team in contention can pick him up. And why do all of these teams want to pick up Antonio Brown? Well, and, it's and, the craziest thing. And why do why are we going the nth to the nth degree to make sure that no one else can? Like, why is this detail being fought for so hard? Right, because of our prioritization of results of the bottom dollar and not people. This is why I'm coming. So hard back yeah, at you, full Adrian, circle, full circle. with Baker. <laughs> with Baker. Because while that particular situation doesn't fit into the larger puzzle that I'm trying to paint, it is certainly a piece that is present in a lot of puzzles that lead to situations that we've been talking about where you have power imbalances, where you have people getting taken advantage of and just being completely pushed away by the wayside for a piece of paper, an idea that we all disagreed is special and valuable. So... That is the footiest of footballs. We got to get into our basketball knowledge. That's what we do each and every Wednesday with Trista Crick from BetMGM tonight. I'm actually going to be on BetMGM tonight, uh, tonight later on, but Trista's got to get us our basketball knowledge first. The Bet 1140. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. 
even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Inside information on your teams, honest opinion, and the biggest names in sports. It's time, Las Vegas, for the Playmakers. And joining us on the line is the host of BetMGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Trista Crick. Insider calls are, br- are presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sportsbooks don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Trista, I really apologize for not letting you know about the holiday break. You have been so nice to invite me on your show in the last few weeks, and so I wanted to thank you for that first and foremost. But I do have to say, I haven't gotten a follow back on the IG yet, so maybe this is the resolute desk Wait, that, that Nick Cage on. was truly after. We can we can find a way to compromise here, right? Hold on, Lindsay. What? <laughs> I'm just saying. Hold on. What? Hold on. What? Yeah. Hold on. We'll have to handle this after our report. Those blue check marks sometimes it. don't allow you to see the little people in the life. And so I'm just trying to hearken up to your oh, to the top of your tower. Lord. But Tony Cordasco is hanging with me here today. And we always talk to you about basketball, basically, because uh, sports betting, that's what you do each and every day. But the deep dive in the basketball, that's not something that we do every day. So we bring you on to talk just about that. And to start things off, we know that Dirk Nowitzki's uh, jersey is going to be retired tonight in Dallas. I'm wondering if you have a modern equivalent for Dirk uh, for me in today's NBA, not so much stylistically, but in terms of singularity and the impact on the game. Is there someone in this league right now that would have such a legacy as Dirk Nowitzki in the future? You know, I think what you could say is like who changes the game internationally and who gets little, you know, little boys and little girls interested in their country in playing the sport. Um, Because I think that's really the biggest thing that Dirk did is you have German kids playing basketball and maybe they weren't necessarily interested in in playing the sport before. Um, Now, like you could maybe say the layup is because he's on the same franchise. You could say Luca, um, but I actually think Giannis, from a global standpoint, not only being Nigerian but also being from Greece, impacts not Nigeria because there's a lot of NBA players that come out of Nigeria and play really well. Whether that's Bam Adebayo, you've even got um, Gabe, Gabe Vincent who's taken a huge step. He's a role player on the Miami Heat. Like. There's a lot of guys that have come from there. But in terms of Greece, you don't see that being a huge place and a hotbed, you know, for NBA talent. Uh, You see Giannis repping for his country, his brothers playing the game at a high level as well. I like that in terms of like a comparable, not in terms of stylistically from a basketball perspective, but in terms of like global impact, I really think. that's probably the one that comes to mind. If I had more time, I would probably have different answers. 
Get back to me next week. That's a pretty <laughs> good one, Trista. That's a pretty week. solid one. No, that's good. <laughs> and I'm going to friend you on Instagram, too. This is Tony Cardasco. Nice to meet you, Trista. And I, I want nice to talk you. about the Chicago Bulls. Um, the Chicago Bulls oh, are pretty okay. interesting um, in that. Yeah, like, How are. much action are they getting currently? Because they do have the best record in the league. And DeMar DeRozan, I mean, what he's been able to accomplish there, uh, first time in NBA history to hit back-to-back buzzer beaters against the Pacers and the Wizards this season. Uh, Can you talk about that team and what they've accomplished so far? Here's the thing. Like, first and foremost, I believe that coming into this season, you know, DeMar DeRozan was seen as, like, one of the most overpaid players in free agency. I think there was multiple. I did a segment on the Heat Check. You can find the Heat Check anywhere you get uh, your podcast. It's an NBA pod. But we talked about this, I want to say, a couple of weeks ago. Multiple outlets were saying that DeMar DeRozan signing with the Chicago Bulls, the Chicago Bulls outbid themselves, and that nobody was willing to spend that much money on DeMar. And whether that's true or not, I don't know. But what I do know is that DeMar DeRozan is – the 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 key piece that makes the Chicago Bulls take a step from not being a playoff team to being the number one team in the East. He's playing, to me, like a real MVP candidate, not only because he's leading the league in clutch buckets in the fourth quarter, not only because we've seen tremendous back-to-back game winners, but he's transformed his game. He's become a real defensive presence. He's a real team guy and getting everybody involved with Lonzo and Alex Caruso. Like, I don't think that this team is a true contender this year, but they are really interesting. And I would not be surprised if they made noise and ended up in the Eastern Conference Finals or the Eastern Conference Semifinals. They're going to have home court advantage, it looks like, right? I don't know necessarily if they're going to still remain the number one seed by the end of the season, but boy, are they fun. Boy, are they interesting. And they don't even need Patrick Williams. He hasn't been playing. Not only did he have a sprained ankle, he got caught with COVID. Now he's, uh, I want to say he tore a tendon in his wrist as well. So he might actually be on the trade block. And they might actually look to go and get somebody right away like Jeremy Grant and, and swing for the fences. This East looks gettable because Kyrie's been in and out of the lineup or out of the lineup basically all year and now back in excuse me, because of all the COVID restrictions. And now you've got the Bucks who have been hampered. Brooke Lopez will be coming back from a, a back surgery, so who knows how he's going to look. So if you're the Chicago Bulls, you have to say, our time is now to try to make moves. And boy, like they are really complete, not only offensively, but defensively when they have all their guys on the floor. So I'm super impressed. And so, yeah, and DeRozan's averaging 26 points per game, as is Zach Levine. They're both averaging 26 He's a game. He's an athlete, Zach and that's Levine. Just, I mean, that's the just Tim incredible. You've him. got two guys averaging over, you know, 25 points per game. And then I saw something on NBA.com. They have that area that describes clutch points, and DeRozan yeah. has the most clutch points. Yep. So come winning yeah, time. most clutch points in the NBA, he has to have, yeah. He has to have MVP consideration at this point. To, to me, I was just doing uh, some prep for Monday's episode of the Heat Check, and it's all about NBA awards, right? And to me, if it wasn't Steph's year, right? Like, I believe that no matter what, the the MVP better or the NBA uh, media 
who is going to be voting for MVP are going to put Steph in. I just believe that that's yeah. what they want. Steph is, is leading statistically, having career numbers, not only in points, but in rebounds, and has taken this team from being in the lottery two years in a row to now actually being number one seed in, in the West, right? So if, if it wasn't like Steph Curry and it was somebody else doing all of these amazing things, I think DeMar DeRozan has a real shot because this team was garbage. Like, not only were they garbage, they were hopeless. It was just Zach Levine putting up meaningless bucket after meaningless bucket. And then, like, I believe he caught COVID last year, missed some time, and then they were out of the playoff altogether, out of the playoff hunt. So, yeah, I think DeMar DeRozan legitimately is doing things, especially considering what everyone expected of him, where we were treating him, NBA media was treating him like he was just washed. Like, he went to San Antonio to die. He was just this mid-range guy that the NBA has passed by. And now he's hitting one-legged three-pointers and, like, with half a second to go to win outright. Like, it's just incredible what he's doing. You can't say enough. He's just a bucket, man. He just absolutely incredible. And for Zach Levine to be also top five in clutch points, I think everybody's been thinking, like, how would they share the ball? How would both of those be able to get theirs? And they are. Trista, you mentioned your podcast, The Heat Check. We're talking about the Chicago Bulls, but we cannot discount the heavy, heavy ties between the Bulls and the Miami Heat organization, be that uh, involved with Wayne Wade or not. But Miami was, last year, uh, made a deep run in the bubble, but early on in their season they had a ton of injuries, COVID, and now Jimmy Butler is out right now, uh, is going to be a little bit more of a, I think it's an ankle injury. Those things keep tweaking. Uh, how do you adjust this team around that has clearly gotten off to a better start than they did last year, but reallocating his production because we know what he brings as a defender, but offensively, I feel like it's a little bit finer line when you're saying, hey, Tyler Hero, we need you to take a little bit more of an initiative because sometimes all of a sudden you start calling your own phone number a little bit too many times. Yeah, yeah I mean, and I think Tyler Hero will win sixth man of the year. He's having to come, uh, having to start because guys have been basically out with either COVID or injuries all year. Like Bam Adebayo missing has been tough, right? You can't have that. Like you can't have your backup center be Dwayne Dedman. Like I don't know if casual fans even know who that is. Like truthfully, like I like Dwayne Dedman. He's a fine player. Uh, he is not a guy that you should trust. And like when you're talking about an East against Giannis. That's a problem to me. I don't think Bam Adebayo can guard uh, can guard Giannis anyway. I think they really do need to make a move and try to get some front court depth. And that's what you know the Brooklyn Nets need to do too. Uh, it seems like really the blueprint is how do we stop Giannis? How do we stop the Bucks? Like not only do they have a great backcourt, they have a guy who is completely unguardable and is now hitting free throws. So to me, the Miami Heat need that depth. I don't know who they're going to go out and try to get. Maybe they should try to go inside, not to say Nurkic is going to be able to stop Giannis, but at least he's a piece, at least he's someone, uh, a body that can you know, be there and be a presence at least offensively in the paint, maybe move Bam out of bio to the four and just kind of like double team him and try to build a wall kind of a deal. But like to me, that's Miami's weak point uh, is their front court. Heavy Eastern Conference discussion about the NBA with Trista Crick. Let's shift to the other side, shall we, or at least the teams that are allocated there. Because geographically, I don't know why Memphis is in the Western Conference. But John Morant in that whole quote the other night, I'm not scared. I'm going after everyone. I'm not going to deviate away if you're 7-7 or or otherwise. But uh, players that attack the rim. 
I we would also put Russell Westbrook in that category. I, at least I do. You're the basketball expert, but what does Ja Morant bring to his team that Russell Westbrook doesn't bring to the Lakers? And just how do you see those two players in, in just what they bring to their skill sets? Everything. I okay. would say everything. Uh, I mean, decision making is much higher early on in in Jaw's career. He's already a better decision maker. Uh, he's a much better shooter. He's I think he's increased his three point percentage by ten percent um, from last year to this year. He's he's shooting I I believe forty percent from three right now. I don't think he's I think he's been in the last five games shooting like over seventy percent from three. He's he's unreal as a shooter right now. The only flaw in his game is clutch time free throw shooting. He can do pretty much everything. Like he is just as athletic as Russell Westbrook, but he has a change of speed that Russell Westbrook seems to not have. Russell Westbrook is on 100 all the time. He only has one speed. Jaw has multiple speeds. Um, he's also a better passer. He's just, he's just a better point guard. I don't think I would consider Russell Westbrook to be a point guard because he just has flaws in his game, hmm. mostly from the, his decision-making quality. Um, and Jaw's just a Truthfully, I like Russell Westbrook a lot, but Jaw is a, a better human. He's evolved, like, clearly. I, He's more evolved yeah, than Russell he, in a lot of different ways. And is willing to to say, I made mistakes, mm. willing to say, this is on me. You're hearing Russell Westbrook say, I'm allowed to miss shots, and I'm allowed to turn the ball over as many times as I want. That's, that's part of being a basketball player. Like, that's not good. You can't have a guy who's supposed to be one of the leaders on a team consistently be very prickly to the media, very defensive, not able to accept blame, not able to look inward. Jaw consistently looks inward, and that's because his dad, he said, I want to say pre-draft, his dad was his very first hater. His dad told him he was trash basically all the time. Still to this day, you're not very good. And Jaw consistently takes that and motivates him, and he likes to be criticized. I don't think Russell Westbrook likes to be criticized very much. And the Lakers uh, today, we're talking a lot. You know, we hear a lot of discussions about perhaps L.A. moving on from Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. now. So I don't know who the, the what if be, scenarios. Right? There's already articles about Buddy Heald. What if he's traded instead uh, up to the Lakers instead of them dealing they with wanted Russell? Him, yeah, and they wanted him before. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, Trista, also, I wanted to ask you about Zion Williamson once again in the news. Oh. I mean, this is again, yeah. this is, hey, Lindsay, this is like, this is I have akin, this question, too. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is akin to what? Mm. The Washington football team making their announcement? Um, whether, you know, In a way, change? I just don't know how, it's, how you could say this is the best thing for Zion and, and to put him in the best position to succeed, Trista, to be away from the team and conducting his own workouts. Because based off of what we've seen so far, that personal accountability and responsibility isn't there. Man, I tell you what, first and foremost, I – I don't really respect the Pelicans organization and what they've done. Uh, they've shown time and time that they lack in, credit, in integrity. Like you had uh, David Griffin told J.J. Redick last year mm. when J.J. Redick said, my family lives in Brooklyn. Can you please trade me to somewhere like at least somewhere nearby, whether that's Boston, whether that's Philly, whether that's Brooklyn, whether that's New York. And they said, and he said, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And where, where did JJ Reddick end up? Not any of in those places. <laughs> in Dallas. Like that is a long way away from Brooklyn, New York in, in COVID times. Right. And so JJ Reddick has said, listen, like this guy is a liar. You can't trust him. So you've got that as like, that's looming in the background. 
You've got David Griffin. Basically, there's a lot of reports that he placed all the blame on Alvin Gentry for Alvin Gentry's struggles. Then he hires Stan Van Gundy. Stan Van Gundy's no more successful than Alvin Gentry. He ends up getting fired as well. And it's like, maybe we need to start looking at how David Griffin operates. Now, they do have, you know, David Griffin is a good talent evaluator and a good scout, right? He picked up Herb Jones 35th overall in the draft. Herb Jones has been tremendous this year. I was just doing some prep on him, like defensively, offensively, just a dream for them. And they've been playing a lot better recently. But, like, the Zion thing is is intriguing to me because I've said on multiple occasions, you know, what are we? what is our collective definition of bust? Mm-hmm. Because to me, a bust is very high expectations and not even coming close to those expectations. That's to me the definition, right? And it's it's people get very upset when I say there's a potential. Not it's not already happened, but there's a potential that Zion could be a bust nice. because if you look on all of the Sports Illustrated Slam, all of those magazines when he was in high school, he was supposed to be the next transcendent talent and Zion hasn't been playing like the majority of NBA basketball games since he came into the league due to health and then also due to the fact that he's always been overweight he's consistently been even when he was at Duke to a degree like he he blew out of his own shoe like he's strong he's very athletic but he just isn't in shape and he's getting I'm sorry to say he's getting fatter and fatter and fatter, like to the point where I could see him being like, you know, a a, a cautionary tale. Well, and Trista, we have to note to the direct contemporary comparable. I mean, we were just talking about Ja Morant and how uh, in a way you're painting him in the same bust corner as Greg Oden. And he went number one to Portland and we all know who number two was and it was Kevin Durant. And I think that adds that extra layer of pressure on all of these other things that you've highlighted about Zion that have kind of led him to his current situation, which is out of shape with very few games and a very uncertain future. That's not what you want to see for your first overall pick, whether you have good leadership at the top or not and he got foot surgery and didn't tell his team yeah who does this that that, that would be enough for most teams to say you know what we're gonna void your contract buddy but he's the number one overall pick and it's the rookie deal so we haven't you know crossed that bridge quite yet but if it keeps going the way it's going we might need to explore that option yeah I think you just have to say if you're the Pelicans like what is the upside what is the risk Right, like, does Zion want to be here? Mm. Sounds like now he's away from the team completely in terms of his rehab process. Why that's happening, who knows? Like, it's a strange place there. Like, I don't know who to blame. I'm not sure where the accountability lies in terms of percentage on Zion and percentage on the actual, like, training staff in the front office. But it's, like, they all deserve blame. And I don't know if this improves. And I'm not sure if Zion actually plays this year. Hmm. Well, Trista, we got to give you time to keep that chilly hot and prep for that heat check podcast that is available anywhere you can find those podcasts that you can listen to on the phone and those desktop computers. Thank you so much, Trista, for joining us as you do each and every Wednesday. Thanks for thanks for having me. Absolutely, guys. I need your Instagram. What's the handle? My handle is uh, L I N D Z Brown thirty five Lynn's Brown thirty five. Then Dasco, what's yours? I've I've blocked Hold you. On, let me see. Lynn? She's blocked me. Lynn's she's Brown. blocked me. Uh, she's blocked me on Instagram and she Dasco. mutes me. She's on trying Twitter. to she's trying to get my name down. You gotta be quiet. L I N D Z. There it is. Lynn's Brown. And yep. what's the other one? 
T-O-N-Y. There you are. You're following At Tony, at Tony yes. Dasco. D-A-S-C-O. Victory Screech. D-A-S-C-O. It's that going true? down. No. <laughs> Tony Dasco. Let me see. Is that right? Yes. Yep. There you go. Marketing guy, media guy, CBS Sports Radio, Locked On Golden Knights. Let's go. It's followed. You guys are followed. We're, let's follow, each, follow yeah. each other. Hit me into the DMs. This is Tony, the best Wednesday of the year. No, you're not. You're not. What's that? All right. We'll see you soon, guys. All right, thank Next you. Week. Thanks again. That was the host of BetMGM Tonight, Odyssey Sports betting insider Trista Crick. Be sure to listen to the BetMGM Tonight podcast for more of Trista's analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcast, and hopefully we give her a better send-off next week. A lot of stepping on the toes, but at least we got the follows back, and we got to get back to the other side of the sport. So, the bet, 1140. You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas. Iconic. It doesn't get more iconic than no role models with a Z. Dasco by J. Cole. And fewer names in a Mavericks uniform mean more than Dirk Nowitzki. His number 41 will be retired tonight. Uh, Big night for Mark Cuban. Big night for Dirk. And big night for the NBA. Because in a society that values dynasties and prolonged success is there a better one and done success story than the 2011 Mavericks because I can't think of one shout out to my man the Matrix of course I just saw him over the summer that's pretty cool Sean Marion but okay yeah no uh I mean come on just to get the chip it's definitely I mean you can't there's no excuses for getting the chip. Well, we're there? not looking for an excuse. It was an unbelievable narrative for them to win that year because that was the first iteration of the big three in Miami. LeBron, Dwayne yeah. Wade, Chris Bosh took them about Christmas time to figure things out. And playoff run was fruitless. But then they went on to win two straight. LeBron, Cleveland, L.A. and everything else. And now we're here where we are on Wednesday the 5th. And tomorrow we'll be back 3 to 5 p.m. as we are each and every weekday. Thanks to Adrian. Thanks to Dasco. Thanks to me. And thanks to all the listeners. We appreciate you. Be well. Use your blinkers, seatbelts, and everything else. Sports tomorrow again and other things. Bye. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t